0: Shalom and welcome to Parashat Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher, and this week's Parashat is Ki Tavo. It's a transitional Parasha, if you like, uh, because as I've said before, the Book of Dvarim is a series of three addresses, uh, lectures, shiurim, that Moshe gives uh, before he dies, and the beginning of Parashat Ki Tavo is the end of the second address. And then later in the parasha is the beginning of the third and final address. The second address, as we've said before, is about mitzvot, and the uh, first section of Kitovol deals with those mitzvot that involve a verbal declaration before Hashem. One is Bikurim, and the other is Maaser. Bikurim is the first fruits, and if one has on one's property uh, any of the first fruits. With which uh, Israel, uh, the land of Israel is associated, uh, that is wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, f- uh, dates, and uh, olives. So then, uh, one brings the first of those to the beta mikdash, and that's the first part of the mitzvah and what follows is a declaration a person makes this declaration in which he is grateful to Hashem uh for enabling him to grow these first fruits but the declaration involves a recounting of uh, Jewish history going back uh to the uh, to the Avot to the patriarchs according to uh according to Chazal, it goes back to uh, Yaakov and the point is that Yaakov uh, had a lot of difficulty. He went down to Egypt. His descendants were oppressed, uh, enslaved, oppressed, but Hashem rescued them. And eventually Hashem brought us to this land and here is the first fruit of that land. And so when somebody brings the first fruits of their own land in the land of Israel, they have a what we might call a, a flood of historical memory. So that's the declaration. And we use that declaration, by the way, during the uh, Pesach Seder because it summarizes Uh, in just a few verses, the uh, Exodus from Egypt. And then the Torah says that when you rejoice uh, at bringing the first fruits, you should include the less fortunate, include the poor in your celebration. Bikurim usually starts around uh, Shavuot uh, time, and it extends throughout the summer. Uh, It could go all the way to Sukkot, and under... uh, unusual circumstances it could even go as far as Hanukkah the second mitzvah involving verbal declarations, the mitzvah we talked about before, Maaser, taking the tithe uh, here the Torah is talking about uh, the removal of the Maaser in the third year, remember the Maaser has a six year cycle the seventh year being Shemitah when we don't work the land so there's no Maaser But those six years are divided into two cycles of three. And in the third year, uh, we check to see if there's any ma'aser left in our possession, and we take it and remove it, remove it from our house, and we make a declaration. And we say that we have uh, dealt with the ma'aser in the proper way, and along the way we learn mitzvot that... Relate to ma'aser, for example, that one is not permitted to eat ma'aser. Ma'aser sheni, I should point out, is the ma'aser that one brings to Yerushalayim and eats there. However, uh, from this declaration we learn that one is not permitted to do so if one is in a state of mourning. Um, Uh, And it concludes with a prayer uh, that God look down and bless his people of, uh, of Israel. Then, uh, Moshe concludes the second address, the, the address of At Mitzvot, and he emphasizes the mutuality of the relationship between Hashem and, uh, Israel. Uh, we, we praise God, God praises us, uh, we are, uh, very, very much connected to each other. Then, Moshe begins the third, uh, address, uh. The third address is primarily about blessings and curses. Uh, and uh, that will take us basically until the end of the book. So there aren't too many mitzvot in this last section. There are a few, but not too many. Uh, first, Moshe seeks out and commands the elders to, uh, to be with him uh, at the time that the blessing is going to take place. And he reminds them that they're going to cross over the Jordan he will not, uh, but when uh, when they cross over, the elders have to be present for the blessings. And he talks about something that has been mentioned before, and that, namely that in Shechem, they must set up great stones, and the, the stones will have the words of the Torah written on them, uh, and those stones are in Shechem between Mount Gerizim and Mount Eval, and it's at that place that blessings and curses will be uh, will be pronounced and Moshe includes them and this is a reminder that uh, when they enter the land of Israel they have a, a duty to commit themselves to the mitzvot of the Torah uh, both uh, both in a positive sense and to accept the consequences of the uh, negative uh, sense and uh, then Moshe begins a uh brit a uh, covenant that there have been there's been more than one covenant with the children of Israel. We had one at Har Sinai uh, and, uh, and after the sin of the golden calf, but now we have the covenant of the plains of Moab. Moshe is about to depart and uh, so he tells uh, Bnei Israel uh, about what's going to happen uh, if they obey and if they disobey. And people usually refer to this section as the Tochacha admonitions, where Moshe very, very detailed uh, in a very detailed manner, uh, talks about all the terrible things that could happen. Uh, the uh, First, starting with the blessings, uh, that if you listen to Hashem, there will be blessing in the land on all levels. There will be prosperity, and there will be peace, and there will be security. Uh, however, if you don't listen, then all sorts of terrible things will happen. And Moshe, as I said, uh, describes them in, uh, in great detail, uh, including uh, disease and uh, poverty and uh, ending up with uh, war and even exile, so it 's a, a long section uh, it 's a tough section to listen to, but it 's important to uh, to follow it along to understand uh, that this is this is very serious and uh, At the conclusion of this, Moshe emphasizes that it 's only now now that you 've gone through the forty years in the desert. Um, that even before that, when you went through the, uh, the experiences in Egypt, it's only now at the end of all of this um, that you've seen God's miracles, you've seen what God does. It's only now that you really understand, you can really appreciate uh, what Hashem has done for you and what He will do for you uh, into the future. And that is uh, the conclusion of Parashat Ki Tavo. Uh, we can return to a, a section of Parashat Ki Tavo, uh, where Hashem says <coughs> that Hashem will uh, establish you as his holy people, Am Kadosh. He swore this to you, uh, because when you will uh, keep the mitzvot of Hashem, vihalachta bidrachav, and you will walk in his ways. And this is regarded as a mitzvah, it's regarded as a mitzvah by the Rambam, and uh, by uh, accordingly, the Sefer HaChinuch, the mitzvah is vhalachta Bidrahav and you will walk in his ways. It's one of the last mitzvot uh, in the in the Torah. What does it mean? Walk in Hashem's ways. So uh, the Sefer HaChinuch says that the mitzvah is we're commanded to do everything we can in a way that is good, in a way that is honest, um, with all uh, with all of our bi- abilities, and to uh, try to direct. Uh, everything we have, all of our abilities uh, both in our relationship with Hashem and our relationship with uh, with each other, in the way of uh, kindness and mercy, uh, because we know that that 's the way Hashem treats us. <inaudible> is uh, imitating hashem 's ways certainly can 't imitate hashem 's essence because Hashem is eternal, but we can uh, emulate his ways. And has been has been said in many contexts, uh, just as he is compassionate, so should you be compassionate. Just as he uh, takes care of the sick, so should you take care of the sick. Just as he clothes those who need clothing, uh, so should you, uh, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so you are imitating Hashem's ways, because ultimately what Hashem wants in this world is chesed and that's this mitzvah we shall go in his ways his ways has to do with the way he uh, acts in this world and that's something that we on our scale can uh, imitate the Sefer Chinuch uh, points out the fact that this isn't the only place where this idea is mentioned, elsewhere we have a slightly different wording of it to walk in all his ways and that's early in the book of Devarim but uh, apparently according to the Rambam the, this Pasuk, which is in our parasha, uh, the Rambam holds, is the major source for the mitzvah of emulating Hashem uh, through His ways. Uh, and so we are uh, given the ability and the challenge to be like God uh, to the extent that that is possible. I thank you very much for joining me in this exploration of Parashat Kitavo. This has been Rabbi Avraham Fisher. For Parasha highlights and insights, saying Shalom.